Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. These marriages are not perfect, but all in all, they seem to work. Marriage is an institution for grown-ups. It's like a love-hate relationship. There are no bosses in a modern marriage. He knows he's lucky to have a wife. Hello, everybody. It's uh, Simon here. It's Laura over there. Hello, hello. And it is Sunday, 16th of January, 2023. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We have to say it because it's the first podcast we've done. What, what date are we on even? 16th, say? I just said. Oh, yeah. Um, what's the cutoff for saying Happy New Year, do you think? It's gone. No, but that's why I'm asking. When did you cut off? Um, first week. Like literally, first working week or up to the first weekend or like Epiphany, but, the 6th of yeah, January? Yeah, 6th, 7th, like that. Yeah. Um, because I went into, I had the first week off. Because I had to use up some loo days. Yeah. And then went back into work on the 9th. And you know what I'm like about social interaction. Yeah. Which is one of my New Year's resolutions. But I walked into work. I swiped my card into the glass doors. Got out of the lift, glass doors, <laughs> literally into the reception room, which splits off in two directions. Yeah. You should have, did you, um, should have had your... Voice recording thing on, see how many people said it. 360 camera, so you could see how many directions it came from. There were people 60 foot away shouting Happy New Year and welcome back. Oh, well, that's nice. People have missed you. I'd seen between six and nine people. Nice. Within my first three steps of walking in, just were saying it from all directions. And I'm like, I just wanted to turn around and what? Nope. <laughs> nope. It's like they'd all made a New Year's resolution to try harder with me. Oh. Knowing that that's not what I want. Yeah, well. <laughs> and, you know, I, I just wanted to go, it's, right, 
I'm going to go out and I'm going to come back in again. Yeah. And when I come back in again, let's try this again. Yeah. Do you remember before three weeks ago before Christmas when I walked in and you all just got on with your work? And because I can get into work mm. and be into the studio corridor, which is like an airlock have on you a got, spaceship. Have you got a separate like back door entrance? <laughs> <laughs> you knows it. No, um, I can get, there's two, two lifts in. Yeah. Right. Two, uh, many lifts, but two lift entrances. One of them gives me a long walk yeah. through a lot of offices to get to the studios. The other one is very close to the studio airlock. Now our studio's got what, 10 radio stations in? Yeah. You've got to be, you've got to swipe to get in there. Only certain people can get in. Once you're in there. This all feels a bit like a, spaceship. a James Bond. Yes, it is a bit, a bit like that. Yeah. Anyway. Do you have to do the eye thing? Wouldn't surprise me. I think scanner. you used to have to do the thumb thing. Did and you? They got rid of that. I think because of COVID, they got rid of it. Ah. But if I can make it from the lift to the airlock, yep. studio airlock, that's me normal. That's the only time I walk faster than the average Simon walking <laughs> speed. Once I'm in there, you might have somebody pass you in corridor, one of the other presenters from one of the stations. It's just a nod, you know, and I'm in. And then once I'm in the studio, of course, it's just me. Yeah. For the duration of my work, hardly anybody ever comes in to see me. I, I do my work and then I time it when I leave. Yeah. Straight back out, same route, airlock to the lift. Does it, It's all right. I'm happy with it. So, yeah, it was a shock to go back in. And <laughs> I don't think many people have said that to me. Happy, happy New Year. Yeah, I don't think so. And, you know, I've had to do the school playground thing. But I am one of them where I walk in with my head down looking at my phone you shark it, don't you? You shark the school. And I do. But I'm conscious because I do so much with the school in my official capacity. So do I. That when I walk in, I feel conscious that people know I am. I don't, don't mean that like I think I'm somebody, but, you know, people do. Yeah. And I now feel like, I feel really awkward. I mean, you can imagine if I feel awkward walking into work where everyone just knows I'm a tosspot. Walking into the schoolyard, it's very hard for me. That's, that's just reminding me of a dream Paul, <laughs> that Paul, I was a tosspot no no <laughs> Paul Chuckle was in my dream last oh night oh my god where's this going it was Paul Chuckle and um, Jay ask him about the secret backdoor <laughs> Jamie um, who's a chef Oliver yep Jamie Oliver tell me more it was Jamie Oliver and Paul Chuckle you and me and I can't remember but we were like on this we were in Dubai and they were doing some sort of appearances at some sort of gigs around and we were like sort of chaperoning them right and then we'd gone to quickly get a coffee in a, some coffee shop somewhere and all of a sudden i had people going that there's one of the chuckle brothers yeah and yeah so that's just reminding me and like and you we do hear people go oh it's cat boy yeah but yeah well whenever we hang out with paul because he comes out and like sees us quite a bit when he's out here you realize where you are in the pecking order of celebrity <laughs> <laughs> because he gets it everywhere. I don't know how famous people think the Chuckle Brothers are or something like that. You know, Well, let me tell you, if you well, go out with the Chuckle Brothers. Yeah, but well recognisable as well. That's the thing, isn't it? There's no like, oh, is that Catboy? Exactly. It's, that's one of the Chuckle Brothers. People looking at me, they're like, is it Catboy? Because you, you change quite a bit. You know, your hair changes. Yeah. Like a chameleon. Yeah. Got to keep on the move. But Paul, he's got that same brown hair. I mean, I've got, I've read their biography 
And it doesn't say it as much, but there was a time when they just went, right, we're both growing tashes. Yeah. I'm going to spike my hair up. The yep. little and Barry, you didn't have to, he's very recognisable Barry anyway, isn't he? Yeah. Paul's like, I'm going to have a spike hair, kind of a little bit of a mullet at the back. I'm getting a tash on. Yeah. That's me for life. Yeah, right? and his hair's not changed, does it? Like, I all. don't know how he does it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so we he gets them. it everywhere. Yeah. I mean, he, and remarkably, I don't know if you've mentioned this before, but we got into a, a swanky bar that we couldn't get into. I wasn't dressed appropriately to get in. And the only reason we got in is because the doorman recognised Paul. And said, I love you. Yeah. 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 First time we went out with him. Remarkable. <laughs> He's like having a golden ticket. <laughs> Knocking about with a chuckle, brother. Uh, but that's mad. Yeah. So that was Well, they dream. said Happy New Year. And, and they said they might try and get out here soon. Oh, okay. so well, that'd be lovely. Lovely to go. see him. So, yeah, that's your dream the other night. Um, yeah, sorry, I, I sidetracked that. But that was from, yeah, you saying about the playground. But yeah, other than that, I've seen a few people at Performing Arts at DPA. And, you know, I've, I've had the... I've had the Christmas chats and a lot of people have kind of been here. Yeah. I, like, let's do a very quick Christmas debrief. Go on then. I'm going to say it was a bad Christmas. Christmas Day itself, I loved. It was a nice Christmas day. Yeah. Um, But even that, I feel like the kitchen part of Christmas Day spoiled a bit of Christmas Day for me. I don't get this because I was in the kitchen and I was not stressed. I don't get No, stressed. no, I don't mean it was stressful. But I was the, I tried to be in there with you a bit more this year. You know, like we do the prep the day before, which I'm heavily involved in. Yeah. But normally the Christmas Day bit, I kind of feel like if I'm in where I'm going to get on your nerves. But this time, I think we did, what we do really, what we do wrong is we spend way too much on the kids. Right, we once again this year went above and beyond what we should have spent on the kids, and they were. It's lovely, but I hate myself for doing it, right? But it took us till eight o'clock at night to finish opening the presents, which I think is lovely because I know for some people, Christmas Day it can be get up, the kids just tear everything open, and then for the rest of the day it's done. Yeah, and I think that we spread it out nicely. Make them make them wait. No, we don't. We never at no point through Christmas Day do I ever say you can't open anything. But they just, the kids seem to have self-regulated over the years, don't they? Yeah, well, if I'm in the kitchen, they'll stop, that yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, it's... But I didn't enjoy Christmas dinner. And that, the low point of Christmas Day for me was the dinner. And I think it was because I'd been in the kitchen. Yeah. It ruined Christmas dinner for me. It, it, that's why the second roast is always better, because that's just heating it back up again, isn't it? And so exactly. there's less prep. But... I always feel like that with a roast. But yeah, so the highlight of Christmas was the living room on Christmas Day. So not the meal for me, which is normally a highlight. Um, but but I will say our, our um, new oven and our new air fryer. They, came in. Yep. I mean, I know I had to initially do a bit of air twisting with the size and cost of the air fryer but i think it's a good one <laughs> it's a good one. the ninja double the ninja double the ninja double maxi well yeah whatever it's called it's, it's had its uses definitely i think it's great makes great roasties in between christmas and new year i, I stayed cycling over christmas by the way everybody 
my weight's not gone up horrendously. I'm happy. It's gone up a bit. But there was a point there when you told me we had sausages. Oh, my number that might have been after New Year. And I knew I was going to be getting back on the diet. <laughs> so I was making, unbeknownst to you, what I have christened in my journal, the world's best sandwich, which was two... What's that? What sausages were there? Were they moving mountains or something? One of the yeah. yeah so they were plant based, impossible ones. Yeah, two plant based sausages done in air fryer. Yeah, two hash browns <gasps> done in the air fryer. So what I do is that bit of foil in air fryer. I know you're not supposed to use foil, but I don't want to get the fat everywhere. Two of them, two hash browns, because that makes a square for the square bread. We had some lovely sourdough bread from Marks and Spencers. Sour, sliced sourdough bread. And this is what I did. You'd used all that bread when we had soup, remember? Mm-hmm. And all that was left is two packets. Of the crusts. Of crusts. Yeah. You're going to love this. I used the cheese grater to turn the crusts into normal bread. <laughs> oh, my God. You know the other side of the cheese grater that's got the little... Yes, I know. So what I did is I just... Really? You could be bothered? Oh, my God. I did. And I wish I'd kept the breadcrumbs as well because they'd have been useful. I don't mind the crust. But then, right, my other addition to the sandwich, my calorific world's best sandwich, them dried onions from Ikea. You know that little tub of onions? Yeah. The crispy onions? Yeah. Them on it as well with some sauces. Slice of uh, heart attack cheese. Cheese slice, American cheese, yeah. Then... <laughs> a little spritz of vegetable oil that you know they've got that nice vegetable oil on each side back in the air fryer for two minutes on Mike's crisp and it come out so like a toasty but, yeah, but, but fried bread it comes out like oh fried oh my god oh my god the greatest where was I by the way I don't know mm. I don't know where you were because I was doing all the school runs I was probably blooming cleaning or you may have been blooming still in bed. Nah. Because there were a lot of blooming still in beds over Christmas for you, weren't there? No, I was going back to bed. No, there was something going on. I'll tell you when I had one. I had, I had one when you took your mum to Dubai Safari. Oh. So these are these like sneaky sandwiches? They weren't sneaky. Cause you knew I was... You told me to have the first one. Well, I figured you were just having a sausage sandwich. Yeah, I know. Oh, God, they were good. Not with these extra calories on They were on so top. good. Well, that's so good. stopping. Well, it has stopped. <laughs> um, but world's greatest sandwich. You okay. Know. We we differ, as I think we've discussed in the past, very much on sandwiches, don't we? But I'd like, you know, like, because I know I'm going to be back on the diet, which was kind of getting there now. But um, like the last week I've not eaten, I've been back on the interval thing, but the interval, <laughs> what's it called? It's not interval. What's it called where you have? Intermittent. Intermittent fasting is yeah. what the way I've managed to lose the weight with the exercise. So I've kind of been back on the, the intermittent fasting. So I've not had anything all day at work and no breakfast. Mm-hmm. But then we've had a nice meal in the evening or a takeaway. And then it's been like, get the quality street out. We've got to finish it. <laughs> We're stretching the last bit of chocolate. Yeah, intermittent gorging. Well, I even gave Leo a big bag of um, the orange dimes that was full a full bag, which was for Christmas. Mm. But I gave it to him because I thought, if it's here... The temptation to eat it, but I thought if I give it to him, it's gone. I don't think I mentioned this. Do we? We must have mentioned in the last one just what a ghost he looked like when he turned up, right? I, I don't know if we did, but yeah, he turned up he, and he was poorly. We didn't recognise him. 
but literally, and I said this to him a couple of days ago, I said, when we literally didn't recognize you. Like yeah. he, he, he was right up it was to as us. Far, close as you are now. You, myself and Betsy had all gone to the airport. So we were, and we were all looking like we'd been looking for 20 minutes and we were just constantly looking and we all missed him, and he was right up to our face to the point where we were like, "Oh my gosh!" But I've tried, you know, that thing because you know when your parents talk to you when you're that age, and you're just like white noise, yeah, 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 over everything they say. A couple of times, I went out for a coffee with him or something like that. Or we went somewhere together, and I tried to have the talk to him, but just in a gentle way. And I'm like, "Look, I know my, if my dad said this to me, I would have ignored him." And I know the pub's important because he's, he's not got a job at minute, and he's got limited resources, so. In his head, he can survive on no food at all and good at pub and have a girlfriend and good at concerts. I, I don't know if we mentioned this on the last one, but he did. He, the, I sent him an advent calendar. Oh, this is what I'm building up to. Oh, yeah, go on. Well, so I you sent, sent advent. Not you didn't send him an advent calendar. You sent advent calendar to him and everybody who lives in his house who you don't know. Yeah. Right. So they all got an advent calendar, chocolate ones. Yeah. Right. So when we were out having a coffee, me and Leo, he goes, oh, that day the advent kind of turned up because I'd not eaten for a couple of days. So I just ate all that chocolate. I survived on it for a day. And I'm like, he's talking like he's Ray Mears or what's the other fella? Bear Grylls <laughs> in a jungle. He's in Bristol. I've been to Bristol. It's an urban conurbation. We've got <laughs> supermarkets. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I just went, listen to yourself. How he's got, I mean. And I've always said to him, look, if you're, if you get to the point where you've got no money for food, please tell us, you know, like that, that I don't want him to get to that point. But you know why he's not getting to that point? Because he can't tell us that in between telling us, oh, I've been to Amsterdam and I've been to a music festival in London. Oh, but I took my bird out three or four times this week and we found his little pub I love going to. He can't say all that and go, however, yeah, mom, dad, they larder his bear. <laughs> because if he says that, we'll say to him, oh, here's a little thing you do. Don't go out for a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. we do. But um, his girlfriend, right, he's got a, new, a girlfriend now, right, who he's mad about. What we have done for his girlfriend, and I don't know how long this is going to last, yeah? Right. She's only been with him, what, a month or something? Yeah. So the, so the, the guy that she has fallen for, who she is into. Well, he, he turned up with a perv tash as well. Which He's got a perv tash. She told him to keep, apparently. Said he looked French. But anyway, he looks white as a ghost. It looks like dog muck, right? Yeah. That's who she's fallen for. Yeah. What have we have done here? Do you remember that TV show, Pimp My Ride? <laughs> where the exhibit did it, the rapper. And you'd take your old banger in, like you'd take your Pajero in, bits falling off it, it's all dinted up and everything. And then a month later or however long, you come back and it just looks like... Oh, those... What's the one? There's Gokwan and then there's, the, there's some other guys that they do another show where they, you know, they go off and they get yeah. a makeover and they come through. Yeah. Yeah. We, his girl... I, I'm guessing they've seen each other now because he's been back a couple of days. He's going to have opened his door and she's just going to have started crying. He's got little <laughs> chubby rosy cheeks again. He looks healthy. I mean... I don't know why we bothered making him in a bed up because he's lived in our fridge. He's lived in our fridge for two weeks. I've never seen him happier. And I totally, I get it. Yeah. Because he has not seen food for four months <laughs> since we were last there. He's yeah. crazy, isn't he? Yeah. No, well, 
he's been he's been fed back up and and again I said to him I'm not going to bust your balls about it you know like how your age once but there was no point and I was skinny as a rake when I was his age but beer never beca- became before food yeah. food was always the priority mm-hmm. you know yeah I would I, I just wouldn't go without food <laughs> it's just a new thing you yeah. know I've had I've had the mum talks with him too yeah, so fingers, I mean, I don't think it's going to change. And I did say that to him. I said, I know you're not going to listen to me, so I'm not wasting my breath, you know. Well, you mentioned the Asda, Asda ding earlier. Yeah. I mean... We've had to, can we just say, we've had a, what, an hour before this podcast. We normally come in here, put his headphones on, hit record. But we've both had a bit of the January slump and Leo's gone and your parents have gone. And we literally just sat here for an hour going... Do you really want to do a podcast? We've got, yeah, but we've got a lot going on. We've got a lot going on, and um, we don't get we don't get time together, which is weird. Like, even for a quiz that we're doing in a month or so, they wanted us to do a quick video or a quick photo. We've not. They, they asked, asked us to do that before Christmas. Yeah, and it's taken us this long to actually go right. We've, we've got, got to, some time together. Together, where mad yeah. that in it? Yeah. Um, I, uh, all right, well, we can go on all the time, don't we, about how much, how little time we have. But yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I, so I did do him an, an Asda order of like essentials, like an, you know, so another big bag of pasta, another big bag of yeah. rice, like we you would do when they first move in. And I've, it's funny because I've seen the amount of uni mums doing the the boxes and the bags pre-made food like so yeah. they've, they've done them you know the month's worth of curries chilies uh, do you know what that's something if we lived in the uk yeah i would do yeah because there's nothing i like better than cooking it really chills me out cooking yeah and I, you know i love doing a big soup i did gallons of soup yeah after christmas um and it made me feel bad because i thought well we can't do that for him and, yeah. and then he was like you know i don't have things like salt and blah 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 so it was just a it was just like one of them oh god how they live it, it must be such a surface friendship in that house because it's like, oh, yeah, we're great. I get on so much better than my first year and I love them all to bits and they're great and all like that. Although there was a big argument about mayonnaise. S- somebody had used somebody's mayonnaise and that's a big no-no. And I'm like, can you not, like once a week or once a month, just say, right, we're, gonna, we're just all going to pool a little bit of money yeah. He has to be a tenner. Well, he said about margarine. He goes, did you buy me like some margarine at the beginning of the year? And I said, yeah, well, yeah. Like, obviously I would have done. And he goes, oh, because I never had any margarine. So somebody had nicked his margarine. But he's become programmed. If you watch him here, and he used to do this because he's a lazy little sod. If he makes himself some toast, he'll just put whatever topping. He won't put any butter or margarine underneath it. <laughs> and honey, our daughter, is disgusted by this. Like, why have you not... Why have you just put jam on toast? See, there's, cer- there's certain ones, isn't there? The Nutella, the peanut butter, the cheese bread. You don't need butter on. No. Well, I mean, that's a whole new podcast, that, isn't it? But, but he just laughs it off. But it's like you're living like a bloody caveman. But I did say that about their house. I'm like, look, if you're all mates, then just say, right, guys. Because he said, yeah, herbs are fair game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. What, a little pinch of, pinch of paprika in your curry? <laughs> But I, I, I don't know if it's me being a boy and old fart, but that's, I would be happy to be that guy. Right, listen, here's what we're going to do in the kitchen. You know, I mean, I said to him, because he's such a good cook, but he's not cooked for two years. I said to him, be that guy. 
say that you'll cook every meal if they make sure they get all the shopping in. Yeah. Because I, I think most people will gladly do that, have prepared meals. Yeah, I think he's slowly learning, but we'll get there. Well, I said to him, you're never going to be house proud until you live with somebody properly. Uh, like, because this shared house is like none of them. The girls, nobody gives a crap about what that house looks like. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a wreck. And, but I think the first time you sort of live with somebody, then it's like, you want furniture. You know what it is? You start having knobby dinner parties, don't you? You have people round. I don't think it, like at first, because you have borrowed furniture or cheap furniture at first. I think yeah. it's when, it's when you start being able to afford to buy your own sofas and your own well, it's furniture. when your peers, when your peers have got that. Yeah. Because there's that gap when you're like living the student lifestyle and it throws on old sofas and candles covered in wax on wine yeah, bottles uh, and stuff. Even, even with my first job, I was, I'd had borrowed furniture. Like, like you yeah. know, it was hand-me-down furniture. So I, I don't think I was as house proud as perhaps I am now where yeah. we, you know, we don't go for the cheapest sofa or we don't, you know, it's that kind of thing. <sighs> Nothing's cheap. No, anymore no true um but yeah like i'm looking forward to that day coming you know he's in for a rate shock and i've one of the big things i've kept saying to him is enjoy all of this don't have kids yet enjoy it all because once uni finishes and you're working and you've got kids you know like his big thing this i gave him one of my guitars for christmas and he's playing guitar a lot he's learning mm -hmm. so he's still at that stage where it sounds like the guitar's being dropped downstairs but he's learning and i'm so happy for him yeah, yeah. But I've said to him, get a crappy band going. You and your mates get a band going now. Because for the next couple of years, you can do that and feel like a rock and roll star. You'll never do it again. This is your chance, you know. And yeah. he's, good, he's, he's up for it, you know. He's got that, he's got that blinkered stupidity of a, of a student where this is the time to go for it. I was the same. Well, yeah. I mean, you've got to do it then because you look stupid doing it as adults. Oh, that's why I'm in here doing it. That's why I sit in a room with no windows playing my guitar. So there's that. Um, but yeah, he's back and it'll be interesting. I mean, I won't hear from him now until the next time we go back there this summer. So <laughs> just hope he's getting on all right. Um, what else went on over Christmas? Oh, well, there was a first over Christmas. Once we'd got, I got so, I know this is a, such a trope, but I got so sick of leftover sandwiches. Because there was a period, that, that uh, Twilight Zone period between Christmas and New Year, which is I normally love, by the way. Everyone moans about it, but this year it weren't great for us. This is why Christmas were a bit rough. Your dad got ill. Mm -hmm. And we seemed to be living on, like every day you'd pop out because somebody needed LucasAid or something. And you'd come back with 12 to 18 soft baps, <laughs> flowery baps. And it were like, sandwiches again. Yeah? Well, it wasn't like that. It was. No, it, it was. Oh, no, it was. Like, yeah, I think you forget what we used. We we had like so many different things when when uh, my dad was in bed and my mum was here. We not during the day. Daytime yeah, eating. Day, daytime lunch. eating was sandwiches. That's lunch. Yeah, I know, but you do get sick of it. No, you don't. Not not not. But for anyway, me. your mum was it? Your mum demanded a curry. We'd had a curry, and then your mum demanded another curry. Yeah, and um. I'd thought my usual order of a paneer tikka masala was a bit bland. Yeah. And I went, what's this? You said another one. What's the other one you said? Um, That's the next level up. 
well, it might not be next level, but it's a few levels up. You said one. Oh, what's the other one? Um, Try and think about it anyway. And then somebody mentioned Vindaloo, which I've never had. You know, I know the song. I don't I don't know what they taste like or anything. And you showed me a picture of it, and it looked a bit like the tikka masala. You know, it's the gravy I like, the sauce. Yeah. And it looked all right. I don't like the one, like Leo had one. And it was Leo likes a boona. Yeah. And it was a bit too veg heavy and a bit too much like a stew. I like them to be a bit more runny, saucy. Yeah. Not runny, like a thick gravy. So I said, I'll get me Vindaloo. The reaction to the Vindaloo was tremendous <laughs> because we kind of shared it all around, didn't we? And uh, yeah, your reaction, it made my teeth tingle. <laughs> well, the Vindaloo was all right compared I to. I didn't mind it. No, I didn't mind the Vindaloo. What what is the other one? Oh, it's bugging me. I can't remember. There's, yeah. Anyway, the, it's a it's an English yeah. style curry, isn't it? But uh, for me, it's, I don't know why it took me this long because I'm kind of I've always been setting me ways with uh, Indian food. Well, I think I think um, gradually over the years we we've had more and more spice, haven't we? So yeah. Well, you do, don't you? But I did. We had a Thai curry the other day, and Leo and I, you didn't have any of it, but Leo and I were literally, like, t- my t- I had to go run to the tap and put my tongue under the tap, because I didn't know what to do. I was I was that desperate, like... Your reaction was unbelievable. You've done this a few times. No, but Leo, Leo, and then Leo realised it was the curry as well, after a bit. He kept saying it's not the curry, and then he realised it was the curry. I think the first time we went to Thailand together, you did it. You kept, you were, no, for no, ages, we were going to go, we go to a market and you were going, oh, I'm getting a papaya salad. I'm thinking that sounds crap because it's not something I would ever, ch- oh, I love a papaya salad, I love it. And then we found somewhere and I'm like, I'm going to get you a papaya salad. Mm. And I didn't say to the man, can you try and kill her? He just made it. It was a market stall in, uh, what was the place called we were? Um, Phuket Town we were in, weren't it? It's yeah, that market Old in Phuket, Town. Old yeah. Town. And uh, you got it, and I've got it on video. I know. And your face just went wet. <laughs> well, it was doing that the other night. Yeah, I was crying. And that's when food isn't enjoyable, when it gets to that point where you're just like, I want, I'm hungry, but I can't eat anything else for fear of feeling like this. It's not a, it's not a Rogan Josh. It wasn't that, was it? I'm just going through curries as you're talking here. It might be. It might be. Yeah, but we also had that uh, bang bang cauliflower, which I like. Is that what it's called? It's got a firecracker yeah. cauliflower. Yeah. See, I love that, but it does feel like a challenge to eat. But I think I'm on it now with the, um, I think that'll be my curry of choice now, the Vindaloo. The Vindaloo. But the next day there was, I mean, we have to call it the Vindaloo poo. The Vindaloo poo. Like, not in an unpleasant way, but I was in and out of the bathroom a lot that day. And I think you guys, the day after the other day when we had the Chinese, you were the same, weren't you? Well, yeah, after the Thai curry, I had green, green poo. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not, I'm not a regular goer, me. But I was uh, very regular that morning. Well, first ever Vindaloo, you know, try something new, I think. Mm-hmm. Try something new, a Vindaloo. Um, new Year came. Yeah. We had uh, we had a very subdued New Year's Eve, but it was nice. We had our friends round who were leaving. I Do you know what? I enjoyed New Year's Eve. I f- feel like New Year's Eve's one of those nights where 
always disappointing. Yes. You know, like no matter what, you know, whether you go out, whether you go to a party, whether you have it at your house, I think the expectations of New Year's Eve never live up to um, what you expect. And Well, I think that's what it is. It's been built up. I think we all get conned into thinking New Year's Eve. And the amount of people these days I see saying, I don't bother with New Year's Eve anymore. Because it's almost like it's become a money-making racket if you go out anywhere. You remember yeah. when you were younger, it used to be like, taxes charged four times as much on New Year's Eve. I'm not going to tax you on New Year's Eve. And, um, of course, out here, everything's gold. Yeah. You know, so... But I do like New Year's Eve. I, there's something about it that I like. And I want everyone to still be awake at midnight and everything and do old Lang Syne and stuff. I do want to do all that. See, that bit of it, the tradition side of it... Yeah. But you know what? I... But I, I always think I'm managing your... I don't have expectations for New Year's Eve anymore, and I genuinely... No, maybe, I, but, I don't. And I think this year, particularly, I know a lot of people didn't go out because school and work was back on the 2nd of uh, January, yeah. which is redonkulous, but... But but over the years, I have worried about New Year's Eve, and I've, it's it's been about managing your expectations, <laughs> because you want, like, you... You want it to be bigger than it ever is, I think. And we've had some disasters on New Year's Eve. We've had some nice ones. The nicest ones have always been when we've had people at our house. And we're in a lucky position for a few months longer where we've got a villa where there's big fireworks. Right, not next door, but at Global Village, which is not far from our house. Mm -hmm. So there's fireworks every hour, yeah. sometimes every half an hour. Yeah. And we've got a nice garden and a nice seated area and... There's been times when we've had 20, 30 people around on New Year's Eve. But this New Year's Eve, we were kind of... I mean, I didn't even know you'd invited our friends until close to time. Yeah. And it was just us, them, your mum, a brief appearance by your dad. And uh, we did pizza oven. And, and, their, and their... Their kids. And mum. Oh, they, yeah. She turned up late on, didn't she? Yeah. She just got back from a flight from Australia. Yes. Yeah. But it was lovely when she turned up, though. Yeah. No, and it that you'd prepared uh, some games and stuff like that. And TikTok. For, for months, I've been watching. I'll say this about TikTok. Wherever you're into, you can just search for it. <laughs> so when I was going through my air fryer phase, as you'll remember, I got about 50 recipes for air fryer for vegetarians. Like that. And then on the Elf on the Shelf... Some great ideas on TikTok. Glad that's over. And, um, yeah, party games. These fun, silly party games. Yeah. I had a massive list for them. So I did as like a TikTok Olympics dinner for... Uh, yeah, which went down well. And we did homemade pizzas in the pizza oven outside. That and, was lovely. And then... We, we sat in garden, which was not done. And we had some sparklers, a little fire going. So it just was nice. It was nice. The fire pit was lovely. Yeah. And then at midnight... We went down back at house, which has been a bit of a tradition. Mm -hmm. Went down, watched the fireworks, all hugged each other. Did we sing Old Lang Syne? I think we did. Kind of. Some neighbours were there, which made it a bit awkward. And then at about 20 past 12, everyone had gone. Yeah. I mean, that's the dream. And then we were tidying up till... Because if you remember, years what gone by, we've ended up staying up and watching Jules's Hooter Nanny. Yeah. It's not until four o'clock in the morning out here. Is it not? Yeah, that's well, midnight's four o'clock in the morning in England. Yeah. We're normally in bed watching uh, that. Oh, but they start earlier than that, but yeah. I know we did normally, we didn't watch any news. No, we didn't TV. do anything like that, but it was subdued, but nice. But I said at the party, someone could make a million 
putting out a comedy pack of hats that say Happy New 10 p.m. And you throw a party and you say, because no one wants to be up at midnight. It's a psychological thing being up at midnight. You say, hey, come round. And here's the kicker. We'll wrap things up at 10. So at 10 o'clock, we do party poppers. The kids think it's midnight. Nobody wants to wrap a party up at 10. Everybody I said it to thought it was a great idea. No, but nobody wants to. That when you, like, no. No, 10 o'clock, the party's just going. No, but here's the thing is, nobody wants to go to a New Year's Eve party. There's a certain age where it's like, enough of this. I've done it enough times. It costs too much. It's crap. I have to stay up late. Nobody wants to do it. It's like one night a year, you're like, Ray, we're staying up till two o'clock in the morning. Nah, nobody wants to do it anymore. (laughs) So a happy new 10 p.m. is a thing that I'm going to try and get marketed. I like the sound of it. Yeah. And of course, Boxing Day was your dad's birthday. New Year's Day was your mum's birthday. Which normally, when they're not here... It's all right. It's like a, hey, I hope you had a good one. Here's a video of us. Here's some presents we've sent you. When they're here, it's like two more parties, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like an echo. Your, their birthdays are an echo of the two previous well, days. I was conscious that, you know, like, I, I don't want people getting too drunk or anything on, on New Year's Eve so that we can't enjoy New Year's Day. Of course, and um, you know what would stop that? Happy new 10 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so your mum had a birthday. That was lovely. And uh, and then they left. Yeah. That was that. Yeah. No, so pretty much this whole second week, my dad was in bed, which is a bit of a shame because um, it meant we didn't do half the stuff we were going to do. we got some good stuff planned for him. Yeah. But also, and I've, I've spoken to a couple of people who said very similar things about their Christmases, how that everybody was ill and they were saying about the weather, like the weather. And I said this, I actually said this, that once the weather changed, which was, it changed from Boxing Day onwards, yeah. like it was raining and it was dark. I noticed everyone's moods changing it instantly. And and I said, we're not sitting outside, we're not enjoying it. And and I've spoken to a couple of people who said exactly the same thing. Once the weather changed, because people are over here on holiday, they want yeah. sunshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody was in a bad mood because they couldn't go and sit outside and enjoy it. And I, you're sitting indoors in a country where you, sh- you shouldn't be doing that. So I totally get that. And I had that feeling because, you know, I'd made the garden look nice. I'd, you know. Well, we got big plans for the Boxing Day one. It was going to be a party outdoor. It was your dad's 60th. We'd got a lot planned. Yeah. And it got rained off. I mean, it proper torrential rain, weren't it, Boxing Day? But yeah, but then, but and then, then all our seating areas were covered for the next few days. So yeah, we so we couldn't get... So in fact, New Year's Eve, it threatened rain again, didn't it? But yeah. we, we managed to sort of get out there and enjoy it a little and bit. And that's, that's, I do think, while we've still got this nice weather, we need to go oh, and sit outside. Time. You know. Yeah. I mean, I've been wanting to do it. Because I, I had a couple of moments where... I sat outside and read. Just took a couple of tea outside and read my book, mm. and it was lovely. Well, it rained this morning. It's it's doing quite no, a bit of rain. Bike. It's done it a few times when I've been out, and you forget. I forget that I used to cycle in England. Yeah, I, I used to cycle to work in England, and I used to have to have waterproofs on. <laughs> like I used to wear a cagoule yeah, yeah. and waterproof bottoms, and I used to have a locker at work with spare clothing because yeah. it'd be like. Cycling through a monsoon most days. And of course here, today it was like a light sprinkling. It weren't even rain really, just like <laughs> spitting. Yeah. You know, and when it started happening, I had a momentary panic like, what am I going to do? 
<laughs> that's how soft I've become. Yeah. But it was nice. Oh, yeah, well, I was shivering. Oh, the, it is cold. No, but I was shivering in the playground on pickup time. So that's what, two, three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm shivering. I'm looking around. There's other like parents rubbing their arms like, oh, yeah. it's cold. It's cold. It's like 25 degrees. Yeah, it's mad. But we said this all the time. It, the numbers don't mean anything here. Because yeah. it's very different. Yeah. And you remember when you come home, like I was saying to the kids, I've been driving the girls into school every day and it's like jumpers on, blankets in car, heater on in car. I hate it because I don't like to feel that hot. <laughs> but I said to them, this is what a British summer's like. You know, when you get up in the morning on a British summer, it's never hot first thing in the morning. Yeah. It always feels like a Dubai winter's morning. You know, so the numbers don't really count for anything. And then when you come home, like if I go out cycling in the morning, it's probably 16, 17 degrees, which again in England would be short weather for me. <laughs> and here, it's freezing. Yeah. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, and I come home and I have a boiling hot shower, but you know when you can't get your bones yeah, warm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, no, and I, I'm very conscious of that. Of you know, whenever we do move back to the UK, yeah. if and when that happens, you know, like it's gonna be a shock. <laughs> yeah, well, because Leo's talked about it. Leo's talked about it this winter. He's really struggled with that. You know, the the sad syndrome, whatever it is. You know, because and and he said, oh, it's just miserable, like getting up in the dark, and then you coming home in the dark, and it's cold and it's wet. I remember what that feels like. So that I don't miss. You know, like that. Being in the sunshine, I do like, and not having to wear clothes. Like, well, I do wear clothes, but like, I like having bare feet. I like not to be too covered up. Oh, see, I have lived in my Oprah Winfrey slippers. This, you know, like <laughs> they took a month to get here. Yeah, Oprah didn't send them. I want to point, make that clear. Got them on as we speak now. I've been doing school runs in them because I don't have to get out of the car. Yeah, I've lived in them, and it is. Such a nice, it's a psychological thing for me, is life's not winning if I've still got my slippers on. Because I'm saying to life, I'm comfortable. Yeah. Throw what you want at me. Yeah. In fact, there was a time when it was raining so bad, it was flooded everywhere. And to get into this room, I mean, now there's no way of getting in without going through puddles. I was devastated because I couldn't keep my slippers on <laughs> to get from there to here. Um, it's weird to be back in this room because this was Christmas Ground Zero. It, yeah. was, it was the North Pole. Yeah, yeah. It was and you couldn't get from that shot. door to where you are now. Yeah. Do you feel weird that it's like this now? No. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because I've kind of, I've got over, you know, Christmas yeah. has been and gone. And I, 
for me, when my parents left, I cried, you know, like, obviously I'm going to miss them. But then it's You're like, not going to say happy tears. <laughs> um, no. No, and then it's like, I felt like that's kind of the start of Christmas being over. And, and, and then, but also knowing that real life's got to go, come back and knowing that Leo's only got a little a few days left and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's a weird thing. And then, and then when Leo left, it, it, it never gets easier. Like I've heard people say that. I've heard people say, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but saying goodbye to anyone. Yeah. Is difficult. And I think uh, the older you get, the more you think about mortality. Yeah. And not to be too dismal about it, but you, things are on a countdown. Yeah. You know, obviously you don't have a definitive date for these kind of things, but it's like, we know we're not going to be in this. We're moving out of this house. Yeah. Well, and I think months. I've got that in mind as so well. So now everything we do is the last time we'll do it in yeah. this house. So, so we've just had the last Christmas we'll ever have in this house. Yeah. And, you know, that took the edge off greatly for me this Christmas. Yeah. And, you know, it's the last Christmas we'll do with Honey still living with us because she's off to uni. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously that's still weird with Leo because he's only been gone a year and a half. Yeah. Well, so and and then, and I had that as well, like, will Leo ever come back to this house? I yeah. Don't, you know, all those things. And I know you shouldn't think like that, but it's really hard not to. And So that is a real downer. So the, the goodbyes are never easy, whoever it is, I don't think. But obviously when it's close family like that, you know, and when... Okay, I, I know I joke about him a lot, but when you worry that he's not looking after himself and he's still a kid, yeah, you know, and I, he's getting there. He's changed a lot since last year, but yep. obviously, as we've just described, him turning up at the airport, he's still kind of not got that. But this Christmas to last Christmas, he's you know, and he he made a lot of mistakes last this time last year, yeah, and he now knows he's grown up a lot in that year, and he can see. Yeah, where the mistakes he made, and I feel like I don't think you ever stop worrying as a parent, but I think he's, he's you know, I'm hoping he's got going to make that next leap this year. Yeah, really. But then we'll have it with Honey. Yeah, we'll be watching her do it all, won't we? But yeah, that end of things, and and like I know at some point I have to go to the UK with Honey because she's got auditions coming up yeah. for her drama schools and unis. So I've got that on my mind, and you know, so it's that thing of right, okay, you've gone, you're going back to work. Life is about to start again. Well, we did something this year that I wasn't happy with, but I was actually fully behind. The girls went back to school the day after New Year's Day. 2nd of January, the girls were back in school, which I think is terrible. Yeah. I've not met I, I've not met one parent or teacher who says, oh, yeah, that's a great yeah. idea. You need. Yeah. I mean, traditionally, Christmas finishes on the 6th of January. That's the religious side of it the 12 days of christmas yeah. ends on the 6th of january i mean right? they finish school on the 9th of december finish school a week later yeah start school a week later it's not it, it's not rocket science and and again like i say it's uh, anyone who lives here in dubai will be nodding right now going yep yep but we took the girls in i'd got another week off work yeah and literally that day you and i just went through the house like a tornado and just took everything down so, the, so the girls came home to goodbye Christmas. It had gone. The tree was outside. Christmas had gone. Yeah. Well, I just that's what I mean. I I just had that thing this year. I just was like, nah. done. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I've just done a 
full house clean this morning and I was thinking about that I was thinking about you know, normally I, I can find the odd pine needle yeah. still and and but uh, I've got that thing of as I'm cleaning I haven't got the same love for my cleaning of the house <laughs> which is a weird thing to say because but I because you stop feeling like your house. Yes, because I know I'm not living here anymore. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't the the love of you know my yeah. my scrubbing. <laughs> yeah. Is not going into it as hard. So yeah. I agree with you, and it felt rubbish. But this is what I mean about saying it's been a rubbish Christmas. It's had its moments, but yeah. for the most part, I would say, and you, anybody who knows us or listens to this podcast knows we love Christmas. And to come away from Christmas, and I hate doing that thing because people expect me to be grumpy, but every Christmas, I I am the happiest person. I love Christmas. Yeah. And this year, everything went, nothing worked out. I, yeah, I don't think we had enough of like the the game playing and stuff like that. And I think a lot of that was because we didn't want to do, you know, when we didn't some, watch some of the Christmas TV because we didn't want to do it without my dad. And yeah. It, so there was that side of it. And, and like we said, you know, there was things we wanted to do, but we didn't go out and do and the weather and everything else. But yeah, it's uh But I wanted to ask you about new year. Cause we never really talk about this. I don't think. And I know the new year's resolutions are a cliche and stuff like that. But I actually, mm. as much as I do get the big slump and the depression about people leaving and going back to work and stuff like that, yeah, I do see the new year as a psychological reset. Yeah, a bit of a cleanse. Yeah, but it, and it, no, but just like the new year coming into mm-hmm. the new year. Yeah, because it's just words. It's just dates that somebody invented. Yeah, you know, but. I think it is a great time to reset and set yourself some goals. Yeah. Well, and you've got people do the vegan veganuary. Yeah. You've got people that do the dry January. Yeah. Oh, and I think fair play, whatever your thing is. Yeah. I think what you mistake I've made before is you do it as a, a bloody social media exercise. You know what I mean? And but for me personally, as a, definitely as I'm getting older and you start to examine yourself a bit more, I'm totally, you know trying to look at ways I can improve myself physically, mentally, yeah, as a dad, as a husband, as a colleague, whatever, you know, and steps that I, you know, I make myself promises. Yeah. You know, and there's times when I've made 30 New Year's resolutions and written them down and said, I'm going to try and keep as many of these as I can next year. And we've not really talked about it this year. And I know it can become a cliche, but have you, do you do anything like that in your own head? Um. A little bit. I'm not somebody who says, right, my New Year's resolutions this year are. Yeah. I'm not one of those. Um, but uh, I do have that thing of, um, like I, I mentioned it a few times about my hip and everything else. Or it's not my hip, it's actually yeah, my nerves, whatever. But I have that thing of, right, I need to get back into exercising. Because I enjoy exercising, like I genuinely do. And... Um, you know, like I was saying, talking to the physio, he was saying the older you get, once you get over over 40, you need to start making sure you're doing strengthening exercises. It's yeah. really important. So I, I want to get back into doing a lot of like floor and Pilates and, you know, those kind of exercises where I'm, I'm, I'm strengthening as well as going out for a run or something like that. I am conscious that I've drunk. I, I haven't got drunk particularly 
a couple of times, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to you backpedalling. No. I'm not even butting in. You just backpedaled your way out of that. No, no, no. no. I'm conscious about me drinking. You know I'm not what, drunk and I've... Well, I did pro- get drunk, but I, yeah, I was drunk the entire time. That, the the to- two times I did was the only time I have this year. Well, I, have, I don't very often get drunk these days. You'll notice I've brushed over because I thought I don't want to be too negative about the Boxing Day party. But it was... I literally turned me back. I turned my back. And like, you know, we had a party and we had a load of people around. And I'm like, I don't want to go on about it because there's things about it. But anyway, the worst thing for me is, because I think when you're drunk, you're the person you actually are. I don't mean that. I know everyone can be a bit of a dickhead. But I wonder if you don't actually like me in real life. (laughs) And then once you've had a drink, you just go, forget about him. No. Because what, you know... I literally turned round, we set up, set up, set up, set up, people arrive, hi, turn round, look back, there you were, party boy. I don't know how that happened, by the way, because I... I'll tell you it happened in a, a bloody instant. Well, the only thing I can think is there was this mojito cocktail pre-made drink and nobody else was drinking it. And a couple of people tried it and went, oh my God, that's really strong. Now... I didn't feel like it was strong, but I also don't think I drank that much. I kept doing that thing where I put my drink down and couldn't find it. But And I thought I was doing a lot of the, you know, serving people drinks rather than actually drinking myself. So it was one of those times where I literally, I don't know how I got drunk on that one. And I, I know I was drunk, but I did get up and clean the next day. So I couldn't have been that drunk. And then anyway, so I've been drunk a couple of times, but... Yeah. But I don't, I, I'm not, you know, apologising for that. Like it's in, uh, I don't mind. No, no, you don't have to apologise. But all I th- I'm saying in that situation is like, I, you, you totally ghost me the entire evening. Ah, uh, but you, every time I came in, you were sat on the sofa. No, that's not what happened. And this is the funny thing. Fuck it, if you want to get onto this, we'll get onto it. Because that's not what happened. And you can ask anybody who was at that party because you were so drunk. You've no idea what I did all night, Right. So, so at the start of the evening, I was keeping your dad company on the sofa, right? And then I was up. And then at the end of the night, I was on the sofa waiting for all the drunks to leave after <laughs> I'd been mopping and cleaning up glass all night, right? I hate this thing that you think that's not what happened that night <laughs> at all. But, like, you go off. This is what I mean about, like, it never feels good for our relationship that the minute you have a drink... I'm no longer, I'm no longer on the scene, <laughs> and and that's what it felt like. It's like, oh, that's my news. Boxing Day done then, you know? No, I, d- I think I no 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 I I I that night I know I was talking to everybody. So I think yes, so was I. No, no, but we were never together. Yeah, I know, but I th- sometimes think when you're the hosts, it's quite hard to do that. Yeah. You know, like I think when we go out to places. See, I feel like it, I, I feel like you do it when you go out and you get drunk. You do it. Like you don't have the of the mentality of no man left behind. Uh, we're not uh, like it's like we arrive, we split up, and we see each other. Yeah, but I think you do the same. I don't. Yeah, I think you do. I think you'll be I surprised. Don't. It happened the other night when we were out for another yeah. bit 60th, and but for I'm on about- so long at that night at the beginning. I was stood alone in a bar, feeling so. No, I'm on about when you're drinking. I'm on about when you're drinking. You, you like? Oh well, I don't drink. Yeah, but I'm on about when you drink, you do the disappearing thing. You've done that many a time. But I'll tell anyway, you, that is your MO and uh, it's a lot more noticeable when I ain't had a drink. <laughs> but um, 
three years now off the booze, by the way. Well done. As of uh, 31st of January. My my point was, because it's been Christmas, I've had probably a drink every day. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, like now I feel like, right, we're back to normal now. So during the week, before Christmas, I wasn't drinking during the week and I'd have like a a night at the weekend where I'd drink. Yeah. Not, again, not a lot, you know, me two or three drinks in an evening but but so I'm going to go back to doing that because I do think I feel better in myself and everything else and for me what what puts my weight on is drink because I don't eat a great deal so whenever I drink that's what puts my weight on and and then the other thing is that um I when I was having like days out with my mom my mom was like when do you ever do anything for yourself like so she's obviously noticed that I'm con- you know constantly doing stuff for the kids and it's just it it's just what you do but I it's think, not though but we said that to you as well but so she and I said well and I I don't I don't know I just kind of like went um well I don't I don't think I but don't you see even that day like we, the plan was to we were planning on doing the Dubai safari and the feeding the animals and everything we couldn't get it off the ground but then there's the day comes and we really wanted your mum to go like we wanted you we wanted the whole family to go but the girls were back at school but that day like you'd have rather had the entire family there but if the entire family had been there then you'd have spent the entire time looking after the kids making sure they got this making sure they got that never thinking about you so i was so and i could have come that day i was so happy that you and your mum went because they gave you quality time that you never get with your mum and you didn't have to worry about anybody or anything yeah, else. Yeah, but you, it doesn't work like that. And and I think both me and my mum that day wish the kids were there because you you want to enjoy the experience and and you you know and and my dad because we were like the whole day going oh so and so would have loved this so and so would have loved this and you but it's so important. There's there's a difference between doing something like that and and it's much nicer doing it as a family. It's it's um like because I'm not a. Oh, I don't want to put anybody down here, but you know, like I don't go out for coffee mornings or things like that. So I don't, I'm not that kind of person, you know, because, because every type bit of time I've got, I have something to do. But sometimes, and I say this to you a lot is sometimes like the world wouldn't fall apart if you didn't do some of that stuff. I know the stuff that's got to be done, kids, lunches, whatever. But there are times when I think you're doing stuff because when you could be doing something for yourself. No, I understand that. And I would make that your new and, year thing. And a friend of ours, um, she was saying the same thing that she's now had to say, right, on a Friday, I I stop. I do whatever I want to yeah. do, whether that be go to the gym, go and have a coffee, go and get my nails done, whatever it is. She said, I've decided Friday mornings, because obviously school's finished here at 12, so you have to go and get the kids at 12 or whatever. But, you know, I have that time to myself. And I thought about what she said, and I thought, could I actually do that? And I don't think I could. I genuinely don't think I have the discipline in myself to go, right, now... But you have the discipline in everything else. Yeah, I know, but... Because, and then you will say that you don't have any time. No, because for me, and like you, you said to me just before the podcast started, you know, learn the guitar. But I've tried learning the guitar so many times, and the trouble is, you need time to go and practice. And I feel like I don't have the time. And 
it's really it's for me it's just that thing of right the kids are at school so I'll go and get things done that I need to get done and I'm not just talking about housework you know I'm, I'm talking about like writing quizzes or yep. you know the the um paperwork side of stuff that we have to get sorted and things like that but anyway then it's like I want to get all that done before getting the kids and then once you get the kids there's numerous activities that they're doing so that's it's game over yeah so so but all I want to do is get to that point of eight o'clock in the evening where I don't have to think anymore. So if I don't have those things done, I can't relax. But then at eight o'clock in the evening, that's why I'm saying it's game over. Yeah. Picking the kids up from school, which in our house starts at about three o'clock, is game over. Because at eight o'clock at night, then you're starting to think about put Betsy to bed and Honey falls asleep at about that time every night. So it's game over. Yeah. We're not doing anything after that because you're knackered. Yeah. So this is, we again, something else we've just talked about before we started recording is... Um, you know, you can't look forward to that time because that's a trap I've fallen into recently. And then I've gone to bed really depressed because it's like, hold on, this is the bit I was looking forward to and now we're in bed. Yeah, no, I've no. worked, or I've got up at bloody five o'clock in the morning to start doing school runs and crap and work and more crap and then more school runs and then more pickups from wherever. And then we get to the golden hour and everyone goes to bed. Like, mm. yeah, no, no, that's I why during the day you've got to make... Not every day, obviously we couldn't do it every day, but that's where you've got to make some golden time. You deserve it. I know, but I can't, I can't relax. And that is, that's... But that's exactly what happened to me yesterday. I, I know it's one of my biggest faults because I can't relax. And I felt guilty yesterday because yesterday was the first, I've had my first week back at work. Yesterday was a day off, but we had a shit, a load of stuff to do. Right, apologies. And then when we didn't have anything to do, when I there's things I want to do, like to, uh, there's things I'm wanting to learn, yeah, uh, to do with my music stuff, which needs time. And it's not like I can do it in an hour. It's probably going to take me six months. Yeah. If I had time, it'd take me six yeah. months. We hadn't got bloody time. But when I got time yesterday, I didn't start doing it because I felt guilty about starting doing it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, well, you're sat doing no. So if if now we've got some free time, if I start using that free time to better myself doing something I want to do, that's not fair on you. No, I know. And I wouldn't feel... But I hate that. No, I know. I get it. And I, But I wouldn't... If you said to me, oh, I want to go and do, go into the studio for a couple of hours, it wouldn't bother me. But I then wouldn't go, oh, okay, so I'm going to go and play the piano for a couple of hours or I'm going to go and read my book for a couple of hours. And I know I should be able to do that, but, and th and then maybe that's... telling you, you but the, if anybody listening to this will have heard your speech patterns for the last 10 minutes of you you telling yourself you can't do it. Yes, I know. And, and I've got that Wim Hof book that you bought me for Christmas next to my bed. And I keep thinking... Maybe I need to... You keep thinking I'm going to dust that. No. That's what you keep... You're not thinking I'm going to no. read it. I'm going to hoover that book. I nearly picked it up last night because I, I know I'm at that point where I'm I'm almost a bit overwhelmed at the minute. Yeah. I'm going to cry. <laughs> no, but there's a lot no. of that going on. No, but I'm a bit overwhelmed with life at the minute. Yeah. And I, I know that's my biggest... My, you know, my biggest fault is that I can't switch off. And I, so I was thinking, right, if I, you know, 
on the front it says Ben Fogel says this book will change your life or whatever you know so I think right maybe I need to read it so I can have something like for me where I can relax because I can't relax I know that and but it's the worst thing to see from the outside it's the worst thing for me because you're like that the influence on me not being able to relax no I know I understand that and And that's really annoying because guess what I bloody love relaxing. <laughs> and I can see, I can see with the kids sometimes, like, cause, cause, you know, I'm there, like, tidying up the kitchen or I'm putting washing on a, or whatever. You're a or, malevolent presence. And, and the, <laughs> the kid's like, oh, is there anything we can do to help? And I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. Cause I don't want any, everyone else to like. Yeah, but it's, it's impossible. We all know you do more than everybody else. And it's impossible for us to have free time or relax if you're not, if you're, if you've got a list of things that we could be doing to help you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know, I So know. think about that, how um, genuinely... But I, I don't know when... Yeah. I don't know when that time would be. Like, I've got a couple of people who have been bugging me for months to go out for a coffee. And I, I keep making excuses, not because I don't want to see them, because I'd love to see them, but because I feel like at the minute time is so precious and that I don't have the time. I literally don't have the time to do normal life stuff at the minute. I right. genuinely feel like but that. start treating it like I'm not a doctor or a psychologist, obviously, but you've got to start treating that as more important. I don't mean more important than the things. I mean, more important than you already treat it. Treat it like having a shower or having a piss. No, I know. Well, no, what I mean by that is, you don't have to have a shower. You could hoover up instead of having a shower. You could make a list. But do you know what? Sometimes I do. No, but, know, but, actually, but you know what I'm saying Yeah, yeah, yeah is, I do. What I'm saying is, you, that's how you, you've got to start treating it. Because look at you now. Look how you're reacting now. Is you're in this place because of you. You know what I mean? No one can do... Only you can make this change. And nobody... He's going to be disappointed by you not hoovering the bloody house one day because you went for a coffee. No, I know that. And I know that. And I, and that's something that I... It I, gives if, me joy when you I, take time. I know that, you know, you're not a blooming <laughs> 1950s husband who expects me to clean, cook and have dinner on the table when you arrive home. You know, I mean, I know you're not that... And if I had said to you... I'd oh, rather live in a dump no, and I know. you'd be happier. I, I know that if if you came home and I said to you... Oh, today I went to the gym, then I went for a swim, and then I, uh, you know, laid on the bed and read my book for the day. I know you're not going to say anything about that. I know that you, if anything, be happy that I did that for myself. I know that. Yeah, 100%. So it's not about... Whenever you say anything that I think is positive for your life, whether it's like, oh, I might get a job or I might do some more studying, I'm always positive and I'm always all for it because I think but uh, I need that. I need to do that stuff, but mm. I can't do any of that stuff until you start doing that stuff. Yeah, but, but I, I think we've always had. Uh, the, see, the thing is, the children as well are, are quite. They 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 consume a lot of my time. Yeah, of course, in, but not in a bad way. But but they, because they're like clever kids, they do a lot of they're into a lot of stuff and you know obviously at the minute and I remember this time with Leo going to uni and everything and honey's at that process at the minute and it's so time consuming 
you know, the things that are involved in that. And, you know, obviously Betsy, gosh, I don't know a busier kid than her. You know, she, she's doing so, so much. And I have to be the one, and I don't mean that in a horrible way, but I'm the one that takes her to these things or gets the stuff ready for these things. So I always feel like I have to be one step ahead. And, you know, so. But you do make sure for their mental well-being that they get downtime. Yeah. You don't get a lot. And as you just said, Betsy Pearl, a kid of her age, and I talked to Leon Honey about this over Christmas. I said, you guys never had anything to do outside of school. Like your time was yours. But Betsy Pearl, it's like she's got two jobs. Yeah. But you you do still like this morning. She came downstairs just before I went cycling. She said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have half an hour on my phone before I have to start doing things. And that was her bit of time. Yeah. Right? So, you know, think about that. Think about if everybody else was like you, how unhappy it would make you. And that's how unhappy it makes us to see you not doing anything for you. Genuinely. Yeah, I know. I know. And I've had that thing this week, I think, like, I've gone back to bed every day this week, like for an hour, because I've not wanted to face the day without sounding too dramatic. No, 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 no. no. I think that's that thing post Christmas. You've had, you knew Leo were going to be leaving. You knew, God, we have had to, I've not got my computer out Mm. over Christmas. I came back to thousands of emails. I've got people chasing me. I keep, I mean, I've been, people have been messaging me. Have you read my emails? No, I'm not, I'm on holiday. Can you come in and do an interview at work? No, I'm not. I'm on holiday. Yeah. Pretend I'm up a effing mountain somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, just because I'm here, I'm on holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Very important to me that this is holiday time. And then I've got people who've booked us to do work for them. Okay, but can you send us this video? Can you just record us a quick video? Can you do me some social media? I am on holiday. Yeah. Right? It's illegal in some countries to be bugging people while they're... <laughs> yeah. No, but it is. No, it is. I know, I know. Right? No, it's and I, I quite so right. So it's very important. But we've... We know we're holding back the river. We know that's all coming and it's going to hit us like a brick. So I totally get why you've been going back to bed and stuff like that. And I'm the same about not wanting to face things. And, it, and it's very difficult. But, I, you know, look, as New Year's resolutions go, that's got to be one you make for yourself. It's baby steps, but just start doing something. Mm. Whatever it is. No, you know... And this week you're on breakfast, so I'm well aware that I'm doing the double school runs. Um, so I will, in my head, I'm going to put my exercise clothes on, if you like, and yeah. then I'm going to come back and I'm going to go for a run and then I'm going to do my floor exercises. Yeah, that, that's in your head. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if I do that, that is something for myself you know, like I know, and that will make me feel better, like in me. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. I don't know. I, and I will. I will arrange these coffees with people that, and it's not. It's, it, it, I don't know. Anyway. People will be flabbergasted at you saying that, and it's unbelievable to think that just going out for a couple of coffees with somebody is this hard to sort out. You're the barrier. You know what I mean? You've got to do it. Like, my New Year's resolutions are about improving me. Yeah. You know, I've, my New Year's resolution is this. I've lost some weight. This time next year, next New Year's Eve, I want to weigh myself and be lighter than I was this New Year's Eve. That's a simple one, right? Yeah. I've, I've got to do it anyway for me health. But 
that's that's one of mine. My other one is to learn some stuff. You know, a lot of music stuff, things mm-hmm. like that. I want to improve myself like that. You know, I want to. I know I'm going to learn a foreign language. All this rubbish, but but you know, like I want to take time. I want to get better on guitar. I never I played guitar for years, but I've I never picked the bloody thing up. I've got three new guitars this year, and I don't touch any of them. <laughs> so it's like the lovely wall decorations, but I want to be I want to improve myself on that, and that's what I need some time for. Yeah, there's so many things I want to learn, but but you, you know, like I I think you're the catalyst to all of this happening for everybody. You know, like I think it's it's got to start with you. You know, and I think you'll feel better about it. And God Almighty, nobody deserves it more. Yeah, but um. It is time. It is time as well, though. Like yesterday was our is our one day off. Saturdays are our one day off a week, yeah. and so it's like those things that we haven't got time to fit in the week. We have to then do on a Saturday. Yeah, but even then, just say to yourself, "Oh yeah, I'm going to pop out for an hour." Yeah, I, and I'm not talking about going to buy bleeding tuck biscuits for the kids' bags. I'm talking about for you. Do something for you. I just said to you then, I said, oh God, I learned this little thing on guitar that's so simple. It's a beginner's thing, but it sounds so impressive. And I could teach it to him in five minutes. Nah, nah, I'm never going to get it. And I'm like, that's the attitude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't yet be excited about it. You know, and I'm not saying that's got to be the thing you do, but just do something for you. Yeah, but I don't think I know what that is. That's half the thing as well. Well, you know how you'd find out by trying some stuff. I know, I know, but... God, you know how many times I will edit how many times you've said but in the last 15 minutes? I know, I know. Look, the things I enjoy doing, the things like I love going, I love doing the hiking last year. I love doing that, but I know no one else in the family wants to do that. I love, I love traveling, but that costs money, you know? So the things that I, I know that I like doing, like I, I don't want to spend the money going to a gym, but I enjoy doing that kind of stuff. Like the, the, tough mudders and whatever you know but again that is time consuming and you have to go in the evenings and things like that but I haven't got that time yeah but that's you're putting yourself off something there by saying well I'd have to go four times a week yeah but so I'm saying start slowly no I am and that's why I'm saying I'm gonna start by coming home doing my own floor exercises and things like that and then going for a run because that that's not costing me any money and it's money is not a problem and it's not taking up, you know, if I start doing that, then I've like, right, I've done that for an hour. Now I can get on with what I need to do. We've done an hour and 10 minutes. We've done over an hour and 10 minutes. So I'm going to stop the podcast. Okay. Because I wasn't expecting this last <laughs> 20 minutes, right? <laughs> not only finishing on a high note. Um, no, but I know, I know there will be plenty i mean they're probably blokes as well i know but there i know for a fact there will be mums out there listening to this and 100 percent agreeing what started all this was me saying i feel that new year i know it's a cliche to do all the new year new me january dry january whatever the no sex one is i know it's a cliche to do that stuff but it's a cliche if you're going to tell everybody about it the thing for me is, and I'm not said half of the things I've thought in my head, mm. you know, but I've told myself, hey, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. And I'm not being selfish when I say my you, my mental health matters to me. 
right? We had a bloody row about this, and I said it to you now before this podcast when I said, "Are we going to? Is it going to be a, a miserable podcast if we record one today?" Because if you don't care about yourself, no one else is going to do it. And also, if you're putting blocks up when everyone else does care about your mental health, you, then you're on your own, you know. And f- so for me, it's like, right, I must find time to improve myself and yeah. feel better. Yeah. I said to you just before, I have not wanted to go cycling any day this Christmas because I've wanted to get up and eat Quality Street and the world's greatest sandwich. That's what <laughs> I've wanted to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I I've get had it. to force myself onto that bike. It's freezing. It's raining. I'm a, look like a bleeding black potato in lycra. You know, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. But I, mentally, it helps me. I hate doing it, but by the time I get back, mentally, I feel a bit better. Yep. No, I get that. But I'm saying all the buts beforehand. And, the, you know, the days I don't go, I feel crap. Yeah, no, I... Uh... Right, there's so much more. We've got a lot of recommendations and things like that, and we're going to get back into a, a more structured podcast. I think today was like the, uh, you know, back back in the saddle sort of thing. But I'm glad we've done one. Yeah. I didn't want it to get this hot and heavy, really. But we have. No, and look, well, it's what it's meant to be, isn't it, this podcast? It's meant so to be, in some ways, yeah, it's but, to be real you know, and, you know and, like, I'd like it to be a laugh as well. Um so I was listening to The Rest is Politics, the uh, Alistair Campbell and Rory Stewart podcast, which I'd, I've started loving. Uh, the thing is, they are the biggest podcast in Britain. And they were talking about how they have a Discord, which is like a chat thing. They have a Discord chat room for the podcast. Right. And I thought, oh, we should do that. We are. So the people who listen, like we can literally talk about it on there after. Or if anybody sends us a message, we can reply and chat. But, you know, it's a place we can have a community. They get millions of listeners. And they were like, yeah, we've got about a thousand people in Discord. And I thought, uh, we're getting nobody. <laughs> so I'm on the verge of doing something like that. Not because I expect it to have a lot of people in it, but it'd be a nice place to have some conversation. Yeah. And like things like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure that, you know, there'll be people listening to this who've got feedback. And feedback for you, definitely. You know. So, and I know that might not be what you want. But there might be, you know, the like you said... There's going to be hundreds of women listening in the same situation you're in. Yeah. But there's going to be a certain amount listening who've done something about it. Yeah. And that might be, you know, who've might have got a bit of advice. Yeah. What I will say is... Don't contact me. No, no, no. no. (laughs) I think there's a big difference between uh, living near family because I think what yeah. we, we probably you know the kids would go we'd drop the kids off for a few hours well not so much obviously Leo and Honey they're grown ups now but you know Betsy would go and hang out with the grandparents for a few hours whilst we went and did something yeah. you know like so that that's different and you know we don't have a maid or a cleaner or anything like that so from that point of view and look I know if I'd said to you oh I want to have a cleaner you would you would do that for me and it's not it's not that but I think out here it's slightly trickier because I think here we live much faster pace of life everybody I mean lives that faster pace of life yeah school starts early finishes later there's a lot of after school activities for everybody you know and there's a lot of and especially in what you and I do, there's a lot of gigs that happen. So it is a fast pace of life. So I think because of that, you know, it's hard to find time. And so I think people out here will probably appreciate it, perhaps what I'm saying, even more so. Definitely think they'll get it. 
Yeah. Right. We are starting gigging again. The regular Thursday night quiz is going to be back at the Cheeky Camel. Yeah. In JLT uh, and uh, the Sunday one at Homework is going to be back. We've got some specials coming up. We're going to be doing one on February 5th at the Emirates Festival of Literature. Yes. Got the Big Fat Lit Fest quiz of the year or something like that, which um, should be fun. It's be different, you know. Um, so just keep an eye on our socials. There's links to those in the um, podcast description. And um, yeah. We'll be back with shorter podcasts. <laughs> and I've got to say this because it's really done me heading over the last few months. I want to, they've got to be regular. Yeah. We must do at least a weekly podcast. Well, we will. We will. So if you listen to this podcast and you like it, or if you don't like it, why would you be listening? But but I think, again, the kids were back at school, which we've not had. So that when, when people are off, it's different. The kids will be back at school. You and I will have some time, not this week because you're on breakfast, but you know, like. We've got to make time. We we've will. We've got to make time. We will. We will. That's going to be the title of this podcast, Making Time. Yes. And every podcast I'm going to ask you, have you made any time this week? Okay. And uh, do you, you, get- do you want, Well, why don't you do that as a, you know, a challenge for me for next week? I have to do something this week for myself. All right. I'll try. All right. Sounds filthy, but <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. The end. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.